Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. To see a bunch of young, beautiful women, great dancers on the field alongside the one and only Justin Timberlake. Also to see the University of Minnesota marching band right there. All of these local people alongside Justin Timberlake. And we're going to talk to one of those local people on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And we would like to welcome to the show Ashlyn. Ashlyn is a member of the Eden Prairie dance team. And you were on the field with Justin Timberlake during his performance, right, Ashlyn? Yes, I was. <laughs> how fun was that? I, it was amazing. I don't even know how to word it. It was one of the best experiences of my life. I imagine you're still on a high. Uh, you probably oh, yes. still feeling great after the experience. How long ago did this whole thing start for you? So we found out about it in mid-December, but we had to keep it a secret, which was very hard to do. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, so talk about how that happened. Like, obviously, like, your coach probably came to you and was like, hey, guess what? We've been invited to dance, uh, you know, with the halftime show. And then did you have to sign something? Uh, And who could you tell? Like, you probably had to tell your parents. Yes. So we had, it was actually on a day that we had a conference meet. So she called a meeting after the meet at our home studio and we were all like oh what could this be and we were all like guessing random things and then she told us and we had to sign confidentiality papers but our parents were in the room but none of our siblings could know or grandparents or any of that until the day of oh Oh my god crazy how did you keep that secret it was very hard every time i heard about the super bowl i just wanted to tell everyone but i'm like it's going to be worth it. I'm going to keep it a secret and just keep my mouth shut. So, are, are you guys like the biggest celebrities at school right now? Uh, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Duh. Okay, so uh, fast forward to the Super Bowl. You got to take us right to what it was like to enter that field. And, and uh, well, first of all, did you meet Justin Timberlake? Yes. I didn't get to talk to him personally, but we were very close to him. Everyone was. It was really cool seeing him every day for, like, the past week at rehearsals. Like, by the time rehearsals were coming to an end, we were just like, oh, we're besties now. That's so (laughs) cool. Was he super nice? Like, was he really kind? Like, Yes, he was super nice and super thankful that we were all doing this with him, and he was just so happy and positive and was just super cool relaxed guy okay and can we just like talk uh because you're a dancer yes he's he's got moves right oh my gosh yes he really does 
Yeah. And his background dancers, too, are amazing. Yeah. Wasn't one of them Ivan from So You Think You Can Dance? Yes. yes. And he's also, he was at the Dance Awards, and I had the opportunity to take classes from him, oh, and he is truly amazing. That is so cool. Yes. That is so fun. Well, did you um, did you get to bring any mementos home with you from the experience? So we, at the finale, you probably saw the colored shirts. We got to keep those. Oh, that's and cool. And we also had these radio packs um, that connected um, to the director of the show so she could talk to us while we were in the show. So we got to keep those. And oh, we also cool. had mirror props. And if you wanted one, you were able to take one. Oh, that's cool. Oh God, that's so yeah. cool. Um, okay, so uh, where are you going to be performing next? Which celebrities uh, have asked for you to perform? I mean, like, what's next for you? Well, actually, my dance team made it to the state tournament, so we will be competing there on February 17th at the Target Center. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah, so awesome. That Thank is you. really awesome. Do you want to dance? Yes. Do you want to dance, um, you know, Professionally is the word, yeah. Bradley. Um, you know... I think I I might try out for my college dance team, and we'll just see how it goes. See what happens after that. Where are you yes. going to college, Ashlyn? I'm going to college at Texas Tech University. Oh, All right. My old yes. stomping grounds. Yeah, there you Not go. Not Texas Tech, but Texas. <laughs> Ashlyn, yes. it has been a pleasure to talk with you. Can you just remind us, too, because Eden Prairie was not the only local dance team to be featured. There Were, were there two other dance teams? There were... Actually, 14 MSHSL dance teams and a few other college dance teams. Oh, cool. So there were quite a few of us. Yeah, I mean, there were a whole lot of people. And how were you guys rehearsing all along leading up to it? Before you even rehearsed with Justin, you had to have known what you were doing. Yeah, so they sent us a video ahead of time, and they had us learn the finale. So we all learned those separately. And then at our first rehearsal, we all came together, and this was the one when Justin and his crew weren't there yet, so we just went over that and learned our basic formation. Mm-hmm. And then once we get got to rehearsals at the bank where we could actually spread out and everything, it started to make sense more, and it was like it was easier to just know what you were doing. Right? How exciting! That how is thrilling! Totally awesome! I bet yes. that you are going to remember this Stories for the rest for of your, your life. entire life. Oh, for sure! Yes. Oh, for sure! Well, Ashlyn, thank you so much for bringing yeah, us thank just you a, so much. a couple degrees from Justin Timberlake. Have a good day at school. You too. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Do your homework. <laughs> and stay, you know, stay in school. Stay in school. Don't Pay do attention. drugs. attention. Don't do drugs. And uh, don't get pregnant because you don't want to be on that show. That is Ashlyn. She is a member of the Eden Prairie dance team, and they were on the field alongside Justin Timberlake for the halftime show on Sunday. How crazy. Um, and, you know, again, the fact that they have known since December and could not tell anybody. That, I don't know how you would do that at that age, especially because I have no ability to hold on anything at the ripe young age of 42. Right. But at the age, well, how old was she again? Well, she's a senior in high school. So she's got to be like 17, 18. Yeah. Um, I don't, I couldn't have, I would have been like, uh, you guys, I can't you hold on. Me. I can't keep a secret for five minutes. No, you are horrible. I actually. would be like, Bradley, guess what? Don't tell anybody, all right? Mm-hmm. It's just between you and me. Justin Timberlake and I are dancing together. He does have moves, though. You have to admit that, oh, yeah, even though he had he the does. ugliest he outfit dancing on. dancing at Disney, didn't he? He was on the Disney. He was on the Mickey Mouse yeah. Club. Yeah, absolutely. But he just, he's, I, I don't know. I love, I loved that performance. I hated his outfit. Now I can put it all behind me. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, if you're a big Prince fan and you've got money, 
there are some things of Prince's that could be yours. Yeah, I think uh, if you've ever wanted to own a piece of Prince, literally this is your chance. Um, but you're going to have to have a budget, mm-hmm. a big fat wallet. All right, we'll talk about that after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Lord, well, if you are a big Prince fan and you've got a fat wallet, you're going to want to listen up to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer And Bradley, um, how, exactly how much money do I need to have and what am I getting? Uh, so here's the thing. Our, our auction house based out of Boston is going to offer some Prince items up for uh, auction beginning February 8th, which would be what, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes until the 15th. Uh, these items include personal effects that uh, Prince left with some of his close friends. Uh, this includes things like a draft of the lyrics to Sign of the Times. Mm-hmm. I could never take the place of your man uh, that apparently Prince wrote out on a Prince watermarked piece of paper. Uh, they also contain an alternate version of the chorus, uh, pr- this particular song. That uh, item, the lyrics, estimated to go for $10,000. Oh, my God. And I'm telling you, there's all sorts of stuff. Um, It's pretty, pretty um, spendy stuff, though. It includes everything from a prince's personally played purple piano. That's a lot of peas. Say that five times fast. The estimate uh, for that is over $50,000. A pair of purple uh, prince personally owned stage worn purple boots. Again, estimated for over $50,000. Get this. A uh, mead. Spiral notebook, which contains Prince's Under the Cherry Moon handwritten script notebook. Oh my gosh. $20,000. They even have things like a Prince handwritten shot list and personal VHS copy of The Beautiful Experience for about $5,000. And again, that's $5,000 plus. These are like beginning bid amounts. Um, The cheapest thing I can see here is like $1,500 for a glitter wand. Owned by Prince. Okay. You know, I got to tell you, it's all really fascinating stuff. Uh, To me, okay, if I can just be really honest about celebrity memorabilia, if I'm going to pay top dollar for something that belonged to Prince or anybody, really, any celebrity, uh, their handwriting to me, that's like the thing that that I would want contained in it. You know, if I'm going to really be spending that kind of money on anything... Which I'm not because I don't have it to spend. How much uh, would you spend for an item? Give me a dollar amount. I mean, okay, I, can I give specifications? Yeah, sure. I'll tell you what it's going to cost you. Okay, all right. Well, if I were if I were to get like handwritten lyrics to something, even if it's like his least popular song, okay, so like not even Purple Rain, right? Because that would be like way too. How about much. just a handwritten note? Fine, sure. Or like, yeah, or like an envelope he addressed. I would pay like $400. Okay, well. um, I'm not going to get one. (laughs) I've got here for you a handwritten note, item 4015. And uh, let me just take a closer look at this written note. Traffic cop in middle of street, directly traffic. What the bleep can he do? Are you serious? Chase you. This is an unsigned handwritten note by Prince in purple ink, of course. And uh, it's pre-certified, and that goes for the low, low price of $800 plus. Holy buckets. And that's literally like a tiny, remember those tiny spiral notebooks people would carry around to take notes? 
Um, I do. There are some things going for around two hundred bucks, like a an album of his. It doesn't. It's not signed or anything. Some Prince publicity material, again, not signed by him, goes for around 200 bucks. Okay, see, and this is the kind of stuff that I think for a real collector, like a person who, um, you know, is amassing a collection for whatever reason. Like I think about um, Debbie Reynolds when she really was one of the first people to start collecting celebrity memorabilia mm-hmm. or movie memorabilia. Yep. And, you know, to put together a collection, I could see that being... A reason why you would be looking at some of these pieces that aren't signed, right? Yeah. But I, me, as just a general person who just wants, like I legit. want something with like, yeah, that has. I, for some reason, handwriting is such an important thing to me because nobody else can mimic it. It's not something that you know. It really it has like it's infused with that person in a you, way that other things aren't. Do you want a uh, Prince signed 1979 check? Yes. For $2,500. Can I cash written it? Now to cash. So. Okay. Drawn on Northwestern National Bank. Oh, the good old days. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's going to cost you at least 3000 But I would imagine that these, you know, starting bid prices are just going to get trounced. I mean, these prices are yeah, just going to get. For sure. Inflated beyond. Um, the really interesting stuff, again, are those boots, the piano, the handwritten script under the cherry moon, a pair of purple pants. Can I just say too? I mm-hmm. love. Uh, no, I'm because uh, uh, you know my relationship with Prince. The music yeah. is fine and mm-hmm. it's great. I don't have that sort of special connection. Mm-hmm. I don't like the per- the color purple. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand the color purple. Can I just and I'm say not this? talking about the movie because I love the movie. Right. The thing about the color purple, the actual color, is it's very polarizing. People who like purple like love purple. You don't have a casual relationship with the color do purple. Do we know why Prince liked purple so much? No, I mean probably somebody does. I, mean, I don't. Is it like because he liked the Vikings or something? No, I don't think it has anything to do with the but Vikings. But isn't that odd that like the two most famous things out of Minnesota are Vikings are and purple? Prince? Yeah, and that purple? is interesting. Um, I'm just gonna Google why, why did... Why does Prince like purple? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there are people yelling at their phones well, like, duh. Probably. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, there's not a really, I'm looking for an easy answer and I don't see one. But what I do want to tell you. Well, please write us if you do know the answer. Yeah. I, but what I wanted to share about Prince and the color purple, I suppose, is that if you did have time to go to the downtown Super Bowl live experience, which was on Nicollet Mall, in the old Dayton space where they had the Kitty Bowl uh, and like a bunch of some other, you know, they had like a little merchandise area, they also had a display of Prince memorabilia. And I, the first, I bet there, I went. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Twice. And the first time I went, it was there was some chaos in my family, and so we didn't get to stop and look. The second time I went, I was by myself, and it was while we were down there broadcasting live downtown. Yep. So I slowed down to walk through, and one of the things that you realize when you're actually looking at Prince's actual outfits is how you don't realize how actually how small he was. And he just was so tiny because in your mind, when you saw him perform, he was so big. He was like larger than life. But then when you're standing next to some of his clothes, it's he was just so tiny, but also how opulent all of his stuff was yeah. you know nothing was like he probably didn't own just a plain old pair of sweatpants or maybe he did but everything was like bejeweled and bedazzled and you know every his shoes had heels and they were very um opulent everything yeah. was opulent he was a very campy yes individual yes uh, i bet somebody's calling to tell us why prince loved let's purple. find out well it's just oh shoot they went away Sorry. Uh, anyway, if you're just joining us, we're trying to figure out why Prince liked purple so much. And p- clearly somebody's already written a dissertation on that. We just don't know. Um, and I just, I just, it was the same thing with the Super Bowl, not just Prince, where I'm like, oh God, it's our moment to shine in Minneapolis and our color is purple. I don't get it. Anyway, I mean, I get it, but long story short, you don't care what my color preference is. You just care who our douchebags are. And when we come back, Colleen, mm-hmm. we got some douchebags. We for do. You. We absolutely do. And uh, I will tell you that Prince's favorite color was actually not purple. I learned that. And I'll tell you why what? after this on My Talk 1071. My Talk. Around Prince's favorite color? Who knew? Uh, here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk yeah, 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, we were talking in the last segment about Prince's, uh, some things that are going to be auctioned off that belonged to Prince. And you asked Bradley, why was Prince so fond of the color purple? Why is that the color that we associate with Prince, right? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for well, I, so a lot the of people called of in. phone calls? Yeah, I want to hear what people called in to say. Okay, so the first thing, first and foremost, the thing that people overwhelmingly agreed upon was that the reason that Prince selected the color purple is because purple is the color of royalty. Oh. And because he named himself Prince, and that's a royal name, it's a royal term. Interesting. Get it? Okay, so that all made sense. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. One person said to me in this voice... It is a well-known fact Uh-oh. that his favorite color was orange. And I was like, well, is it well-known <laughs> if I didn't know it? So, I mean, trust me, I know there are some things well, that everybody else knows I that I Googled don't know. I Googled the matter, but, okay. and uh, Prince's, one of Prince's sisters said uh, that his favorite color was orange. Okay, that hang is- tight before you tell us more about that. Yeah. Because we also got an email just now that said... All that BS about Prince's favorite color being orange is not true. So which one of his sisters said that? Okay, so apparently uh, Sharon Nelson, the half-sister of Prince, said that contrary to what you've heard about the color orange, purple was and is Prince's color. 
But then we have to go back to, um, I'm sorry, to Tyka, mm-hmm. who said that he was fond of many colors in the rainbow. No, no, that was Sharon. Sorry. She said that uh, his favorite color was orange. Okay. So there's obviously some arguing back and forth. Uh, One sibling says orange. Other sibling says color, or excuse me, says purple. Apparently Sharon Nelson, who said it was purple, said he was fond of many colors in the rainbow. He especially loved purple because it represented, as you pointed out, uh, royalty. Now, can I ask a question? Because I think this is a an important question that we need to have. Yeah. For each other, for the world, for all people. Do you actually have a favorite color, Bradley? Yes, but only in terms of wearing. Is it the same? Has it always been the same color? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. when people ask me what my favorite color is, yeah. I kind of get stuck because I don't really know that I have a favorite color. Like Do you I have like a color that you always wear? Black. <laughs> like your soul? <laughs> like my soul? I mean, I don't like, I like I, green, but I like, don't like all greens. And sometimes I like uh, red, but not all reds. I've al- I mean, I've always answered the question blue, just like, you know, my lucky number is always seven. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And I don't know what it is about blue. It's not that I always wear blue, but I, I like uh, the way blue looks. I just think, I'm going to be really honest, this is going to sound judgy, and then we can move on to D-bags. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just make myself into one right now. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I feel like favorite colors is a thing that you have when you're a kid. Yeah. And then when you become an adult, like... I feel the same way about best friends, but that's polarizing. I just, I feel like, you know, I'm an adult. I like, I I, I like all colors. I'm fine with colors. Wow. What a, how, it's a very progressive way of thinking, Colleen. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? Like, what's your favorite color? It just feels like such a thing that my you... favorite color yes. is jasmine. Like it's show and tell. Like and you have to have one. No, but you know, I mean, it, that, humans do that. We have to put things in boxes. Right. We like to go like my favorite ice cream flavor is pistachio, and it's not by the way. And you know, like my favorite um, '80s album is uh, I don't know. By the way, put a pin in that because uh, at some point we need to, maybe we'll do that towards the end of the show, but I need to get back to the 1983 being oh, like sure. the year of all the best music. For sure. Because we talked about that on yesterday's show. We don't have time for it now. Roll the dumb D-bags. Okay, fine. Roll the D-bags. Presenting so Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. We're douching it. Here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay, who's your douche? Oh, look at this. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, again. Gooper scoopers. We got to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow today. Why? Why? Because she's promoting severe weight loss. What? Yeah. Okay, so she and Goop, that is Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress, and her lifestyle brand are under fire for promoting severe weight loss and teaching people, quote, I'm not making this up, teaching people, quote, how to be as thin as possible without dying. Are you serious? Well, that's what a critic says. Oh, they gosh. Say. I'm like, last she week, says that? <laughs> last week, Goop published an article titled Busting Diet Myths. The article was promoted on its Twitter with the caption, Why Diets Don't Work, The Role of Willpower, and Achieving, and here was the, the, the point of contention, Achieving Your Leanest Livable Weight. 
Okay, yeah, that basically says <laughs> the how the thinnest you can be without dying. That's what your leanest livable weight is. Yeah, right. So, um, uh, of course, they're trying to perpetuate this notion that um, it's it's willpower, and the ideal weight is the leanest weight possible. Two things which are opinions not based in any sort of science, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and even if they were, I'm not sure what the science, like what the scientific benefit of that would be other than to make people feel really bad about the fact that probably 95% of us are not our leanest possible weight. I mean, right? you know, with the exception of people who struggle to put on weight, mm-hmm. there are very few people... I would think as compared to the rest of us who are just fat slobs sitting on our couch eating empty carbohydrates. Um, pizza. Pizza. Oh, God. Mm, I know, right? Wouldn't that be really good right now? And so, sorry. Uh, nutritionists, scientists, people who um, understand words for a living are frustrated yet again with Goop for perpetuating this idealistic notion of what it means to be healthy. That is, you must be lean to be healthy. Yeah, it's super frustrating. And as I'm scrolling through this article, because um, because there is, you know, the article that goes that assist, that goes along with that uh, headline, there are so many things that just make me roll my eyes about what she's saying. First of all, well, whatever, willpower, put that aside. But if you continue to scroll down, do you know that you can just roll away your bloat? Did you know that? How do you roll away your bloat? Yeah. Like roll with on a the foam floor? roller. You just roll your bloat away. Like roll, so the gas. Roll, roll your bloat. <laughs> gently down the. <laughs> no. According to Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, you just like, you can just roll that bloat right away. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Listen, I'm going to not be listening to Gwyneth Paltrow's advice. Yeah. No, Probably ever. Uh, but I will eat some of her recipes because they are okay. Yeah, you know, again, it's kind of like um, leave the science and uh, give me some recipes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, would you like to know who my D-bag is? Yes, please. Okay. I'm giving it to Haley Joel Osment. Who again is that? Yeah, right. Is he a Disney star or something? Okay, well, he's a he, first of all. That's a guy? Haley Joel Osment. I don't even know what those words mean. I, yeah, I recognize them, but I don't know. Is that... Um, I see dead people. Marie Osmond's no, son? No, Osmond. I see dead people. Oh! Yeah. Wow, he's still a thing? No, <laughs> but he doesn't know he's not still a thing. So Haley Joel Osmond, he was in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, okay? That is actually a very popular place to be for the Super Bowl. That's weird. Why is that a popular place oh, to be gambling. for the Yes, exactly. He was trying to get home on Sunday night. He went to the airport... Oh, whoopsie doodles. He was late for his American Airlines flight. Oh, you're not supposed to be late. Well, he was so late that he missed it. The flight took off without him. So they put him on a standby on Monday morning. So the next day he was to come back to the uh, to the airport and get on his standby flight. Maybe. But because he was standby, there's always a chance you're yeah, not going to get it's on not it. A guarantee. Right? Exactly. He showed up Monday morning at 7 a.m. But the flight that he was on standby for was already full. And so they said, sorry, you're not going to be able to get on that flight. Well, he threw a 
fit. Did he do the like, do you know who I am? Um, Probably. But in the middle of all of that, he was swearing. Ooh. He was getting into the gate agent's face. Ooh. They called the police. Um, he Not left the gate area before the officers arrived. Um, and you think maybe the story ends there, right? But no, the story does not end there. There's more. But wait, there's more. Haley Joel Osment, again, from the sixth sense, I see dead people, not a thing anymore, came back to the gate around eight o'clock in the morning, and he was even more aggressive at that point. He told the gate agent, and I quote, I'll destroy you. Oh my God. Can I tell you, there is nothing more infuriating. Or I should say, uh, things that make people infuriated. Mm-hmm. Airports. Oh like, yeah. People become irrational in airports in a way that I have never seen human beings act in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like I have watched these things unfold at gates, and it's so interesting to me because there's like you know the person you're talking to can't do anything. Right. So you're really barking at the wrong tree. Like I've seen uh, flights get canceled and entire gates full of people have to like leave the gate area to rebook their flights. Mm -hmm. And you'd think that they had just killed uh, somebody, a family member. Yeah. And there's literally nothing those people can do. Well, I think that that might be one of the reasons why people get so agitated at airports is because nothing is in your control at an airport. Nothing is. You are at the mercy of somebody else. You can't get in in the airplane and fly yourself anywhere, right? So you're at the mercy of of the airlines, of the pilot, of the crew, of everybody else. But also... But it does not excuse that behavior. No, and life is not that... Like, your life is not that important. Right. Like, so you don't get to go somewhere it's a bummer i mean unless like your dad died and you have to go to the funeral i can totally understand that they're not holding the funeral for you right but um or it's like a wedding but like if it's a vacation or so i mean come on now if i'm somebody who's close to Haley joel osmond which i'm not i would just sit him down and say hey i see dead people friend here's the thing um you missed your own flight that you had a ticket for on Sunday. So that was your bad. Yeah. And like everything else that's happening is sort of a function of the fact that everybody's trying to get out of Vegas on a Sunday and a Monday and a Tuesday because of the Super Bowl is over. So just chill. And also or rent a car. Yeah, chill or you're gonna start seeing arrested people. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you're gonna yourself. be looking in the mirror. Yeah. All right, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, uh, we want to give you some smart stuff. It's about time. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, we like to give you science at 145. We'll do that after this. mine's not very smart. Sorry. Well, you be the judge after this on My Talk 1071. Wednesdays. Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Oh, and, so, uh, oh yeah, um, tell me something. You said we like to make people smart yeah. with science and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, this is science, so to that end, it will be smart, but the, it's the end that we're going to, which is just not very smart, and in fact, it kind of smells bad. Oh, dear. Turns out, one in ten men will fart on a first date. Why? Because... guys yes according to new science uh calculated by the very smart people of singlesinamerica.com oh wow 
<laughs> One in ten men will toot on a first date. And 20%, by the way, will pee with the door open within just a few dates. Are you serious? Is this part of a study? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, it's a survey anyway. Um, and they asked singles all sorts of questions. Um, apparently, 61% of singles are turned on if you have Alexa or Google in your house. They're turned on by that? Yeah. Hey, I like me some Alexa. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I mean, okay. Do you think uh, women are turned on or off if a man has a roommate? Off. Correct. 82% of women are turned off if a man has a roommate. That uh, compares to 69% of men who are turned off if a woman has a roommate. That surprises me. Right? Well, and also, I don't know. I actually think having a roommate tells me a lot about a person. If a person has a roommate, it means that they are able to share a living space and get along relatively well with another adult human. Yeah. That might be a plus for me. But interesting, nevertheless, I also have not been dating for a very long time. Back to the uh, one in 10 men tooting on a first date. Can't wait to hear all about this. I feel like those are the men that, frankly, don't go on a second date, right? I mean, listen, maybe they... Unless it's an accident. That's what I was going to say. And like, maybe it's not audible. Maybe it's just sort of... Silent but deadly. Yeah, or something like that. Or, you know, maybe they blame it on the dog or who knows. But generally speaking, I would say anybody who does it with pride and um, uh, self congratulations, like, they're ah, not going to like second. what I did like, there. Hey, check this out. <laughs> like, no. Hey, um, would you ever let a man see you without makeup? <laughs> no, never. Of course. Twenty five percent of women never wear makeup. Twenty nine percent will go without once. In a committed relationship. Will go without. Once. Once. And 9% will always wear makeup around their partner. Even after moving in together. Okay. That, no. I think that was pretty much my mom. Okay. So have you. Years. I I don't. I won't give. I will not be giving away any of the plot of this TV show. But The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I have not seen it. It's so great. Um, it's on Amazon. And it is based on a kind of a 1950s, 60s housewife. Right. There is this scene that you see, uh, you see it a couple different times, but you see this whole scene where she says goodnight to her husband and rolls over in her fully made up face and her hair just so in her nighty, and she falls asleep. Okay. And then 
she wakes herself up before her husband wakes up and goes to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom after her husband is asleep, takes everything off, sets her hair, whatever, goes back to bed. And then before her husband wakes up, she's up and out of bed, does her hair, does her makeup, goes back and lays down in bed, pretending that she wakes up with her full face on. Yeah, like it's just magic. I just was exhausted saying all of that. You know, I like 2018. Yeah, me too. Where I can just no look standards. like the troll I am. Yeah, I mean, trolling for trolls. Just troll away. Just trolling. Just trolling. Uh, hey, Bradley. I've, yeah. I've got really good news for people who are balding. All you have to do to get your hair back is eat McDonald's french fries. Why? Why? Oh, sorry. Because? Why? Yes, exactly. Pick out on those French fries. Okay, so balding men yes. can eat French eat your fries. McDonald's French fries. Here's okay. why: they did uh, some scientists did some studies on a special chemical that has actually shown to regrow hair in mice. Okay, it's the use of um, HFGs, which are uh, hair follicle germs. That's not actually true. That's what they were stimulating, the hair follicle. The germ of your hair follicle. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there is, I can't pronounce this word, but it's a dimethyplomolophilazine. This is a chemical that they put in McDonald's French fries. This Why? is the chemical that can regrow hair on mice. That okay, can stimulate those creepy. follicles. Why are they putting dimethylpolysiloxane? Thank you for saying that. Um, it's also known as PDMS. They add it to the cooking oil of McDonald's French fries to prevent the oil from foaming. And that very same chemical has been found to regrow hair in mice. Okay. Uh, Isn't this exciting? I mean, it's exciting if you're bald, but it's, it's creepy to think that like there's weird chemicals in my French fries that don't need to be there. Okay. Can I ask you a question, Brad? Yeah. Did you think there weren't odd chemicals in your French fries? Well, I mean, actually, no. I mean, yes, in the sense of oil. But I, I mean, I feel like French fries, it's potatoes. They drop them in fat and they fry them and put some salt on them. Yeah, they put some other stuff in there. Like, like what? That, like that thing I just told you about, that big long word. Polydimethylsiloxane? Yeah, it's in there. Yep, it's I in there. I don't want that in my food. I mean, if I want it, I'll go to the uh, doctor. I don't want to go to McDonald's oh, to get my French drugs. Fries, so. Creepy. Yay. They'll help you grow hair. Yay. All right. When we come back, we have a really interesting interview from inside the walls of the Maxim party that happened right here during the Super Bowl. You're going to want to hear this. It is explosive after this on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1.